Hello and welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt and I'm your host. On today's episode, we're talking about the subtle snakes that keep you stuck. There's some alliteration for you. Subtle snakes that keep you stuck. We all have these very subtle thoughts from our subconscious brain that you know, in, in all actuality, that is our, what what I call our monster X. Some people might call it your ego. Some people might call it your fear or limiting belief, but you can also call it a subtle snake. It, it's like, a, um, the other day I was out getting the mail and I came, uh, to go up the stairs to go in the house. And there was this beautiful snake, probably maybe about a foot long, um, just kind of went right in front of me. It was just like a garden snake. And, you know, here in Michigan, I don't think we really have poisonous snakes. Uh, And I'm not like, you know, as terrified of snakes as I used to be in my past. Um, And since then, actually, I've seen this snake almost every day. And I think it's really interesting because when you look up the um, spiritual significance of a snake, uh, it's it's a little bit surprising. Uh, if you come from the Christian church, you might think of the spiritual significance is about sin, you know, and you might interpret that as like, oh no, you're, you're doing something you shouldn't. However, in reality, the, the spiritual significance or symbol of the snake is, is that there's going to be a transition. And most often there is um, a great spiritual uh, growth, if you will. And so anyway, so there's a snake coming through, you know, and I, as I looked it up in my book and I was like, ooh, interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for spiritual growth, right? And I began to think about these uh, snake thoughts, you know, it could go one way, like here you're doing something wrong, or it could be like, hey, no, actually this is really good. So I, I guess let me back up a little bit. Think about yourself. What is something that you would like to have in your life that you don't currently have that you really want that for some reason you just can't get it? What is that thing? Okay, so what is holding you back from getting that thing? Now, you may have answered some outward circumstances or conditions um, or you could have referenced, you know, well, there's this hurdle that I need to do, or, you know, I'm, I'm doing some, some research, um, whatever it was that you referenced, let me just share a few examples with you. Okay. These are literally things that have popped up in the people that I'm working with, uh, probably the last four or five days. Okay. So the first example I'm going to share with you is a friend of mine. She's in her, um, I, I don't want to tell all of her story because I didn't really ask her for her. She, she knows that I share stories on the podcast and she said it would be okay, but not to share her name or identifying information. So I will say that she's in her late forties, early fifties, and she has been raising uh, kids for a long time. She actually has about six kids. Uh, some of them are out of the home. Some of them are not. And she desperately wants to go back to school. She wants to go back to school. Her heart, she has a heart and a passion for accounting. She loves doing her family's taxes. She does, you know, her friend's taxes. She just loves that. So she would like to go back to school for accounting. 
And so we've been talking like, when are you going to do that? You know? And one of the things that she said was, Oh, Michelle, I'm, I'm already old. And I'm like, are you kidding me? You're not old. You still got, you know, 20, 30 years left in you. Uh, yeah, do what fills you with passion. And that's going to be really helpful to other people. And she, she has a, um, a special niche that she really likes to work with. And it's, um, uh, I guess I can say young adults who are kind of out on their own for the first time. She loves kind of, um, doing the mother hen thing, you know, bringing them into her fold and, and helping them with, um, you know, understanding how life works. And, and I was like, oh my goodness, what a great ministry that would be. And you can help them financially. So to me, I'm looking at it going, oh my gosh, you have so much potential here. I don't care if you're old or not. You've got a lot here that you can do to serve. So when I asked her, you know, what's keeping you back? I'll be honest. The only thing that she could come up to was, well, I've got, I've got duties to my family, right? I've got duties to my husband. I've got duties to my, to my kids here that are left at home, which absolutely you definitely do. I don't want to discount that at all. But why is that holding you back? Right? Why should that hold you back from going after your dream or your passion? Could you find one hour every single day to devote to your studies to eventually get to, uh, you know, this, this certification that you need in order to, you know, make this ministry happen? Could you find one hour? You, you don't have to say I'm abandoning everything. Uh, you know, to make this happen, how could you do that along with your other kind of duties, if you will? Right. But that, that idea of, I can't do what I want. I can't do what I'm called to do because I have these other duties. That's a snake in the grass trying to, you know, it's really trying to help us say, Hey, listen, yes, this is where you need to go, right? This is your growth. Go here. But we're interpreting it as, Oh no, I shouldn't be doing that. All right, let me give you another example. Um, a, a friend of mine, God love him, he is making excellent changes in his life. He's had lots and lots of transitions lately. Um, he's in his early 30s. Uh, he, he's got his very first position where he's the leader of a team, um, which he's been wanting to do for a while. And, uh, he's, he just had a little baby girl not too long ago. She's about six months old. So, you know, I, I remember those times when things seem to be going really, really well in your life, right? Like it, it's just an exciting time. And, um, he's having some issues now because one of the things he's really working on is his health. He realizes that he's put a lot of time and attention into, um, his family and also his work that he's kind of neglected himself a little bit. So he used to be a runner in high school, actually um, went to some state championships for track and cross country. So he's gotten back into running and he's working on his diet. And one of the things that, that he's struggling with right now that's keeping him stuck in his health is that he's not making those changes in his diet. And so when we are talking about this, you know, well, what could you do? What do you think? And it comes back to his family has gotten stuck in a pattern and they have this thought or belief like, nope, this is how we eat. So instead of him, you know, eating what he wants and needs to in the evening, he reverts back to what they've been doing for the last, you know, 10 years together because it's easier because this is just how we do it. 
right? Can you see how that might be that subtle snake in the grass saying, hey, here's a great opportunity for you to change and really go after what you want, but yet you're looking at it as, oh, if I change this one thing, it's, you know, not, not only going to change it for me, but it's going to change it for my wife and potentially for my family, right? It's a subtle snake. Um, uh, uh, another friend of mine, I think I actually referenced her story on a podcast a while ago. So she is going through, uh, major changes in her life. She has a couple young kids. Um, she's finally out of the home where her husband was, um, uh, financially, emotionally, and physically abusive to her and also to her children. Uh, so she's making great strides in coming out of that. And one of the things that we have been talking about is, you know, legally and also financially, uh, you know, the best thing for her would be to divorce. And she has this notion in her head, absolutely not, because if I divorce him, I am now a failure. Sure. And, and to her, you know, she feels like she couldn't maybe hack it in the home, right? But yet for her, it's like, th this would be the final nail in the coffin. However, for those of us who are on the outside looking in, we think, oh my goodness, yeah, but you're going to be, you're going to be free. You'll, you won't have to talk to him anymore about your finances. You can go and you can get a job. You can go and you can get um, loans and grants and supports. There's all kinds of things out there that you can get support for you and for your two kids, but you have to make that break, right? But her subtle snake is saying, no, you can't do that because everything in her life says if you get divorced, you're a failure. Even something as small as having a different thought or a different belief. So um, I remember when I first got married. Uh, so I grew up in a Baptist church. Uh, in, when I went to college, I went to an Assembly of God church, two very different things. Uh, when uh, I met my husband, he's a very staunch German Lutheran, so traditional at the time. Then we went to a non-traditional church and well, I, you name it. I've probably been to that kind of a church, okay? Uh, I really don't care about affiliations. I care about energy, attitudes, you know, um, are, are we there to learn and grow and serve each other? That's really what I care about. So my mother had a, had a different feel because, you know, generation upon generation have been Baptist. And so there are certain things that you just do and that you do not do. And when I was getting ready to be married, she, her sticking point was infant baptism. And she felt like if my children were baptized as infants and not later on, that they were going to go to hell, right? Now, I don't care what your view is on infant baptism or not. I'm just using this as, as a, a great example that she literally did not want me to get married because of this one idea. Right now I can totally see her passion for this. I can see her belief in this. And I was very respectful of that. And we had lots of different conversations. We actually talked to different pastors about it, you know, and, and finally she was just like, okay, you know, you can kind of do whatever you want. Right. Um, but you know, that's a great example of other people in your life kind of saying, Hey, this is the expectation, right? Those subtle kind of snakes in the grass can come from our subconscious or from somebody else's. And most of the time, I'll be honest, as I'm, as I'm, you know, just 
me working with my own coach, but also me working with dozens of other, other coaching clients right now, I can tell that most of the time, these subtle snakes that are making you stuck, you do not notice them. You don't notice that they're there or you notice that they're there, but you don't see them as significant. So for example, if somebody says, you know, oh, I can't go back to school because I've got to take care of my husband and my kids. That's an acceptable idea by most people in culture. And so because it is, you just give that energy as opposed to, well, wait a minute. Well, what if I could do both? Right. Or the, the health idea, you know, choosing your diet. Um, that's a pretty easy fix, isn't it? But if you don't see it, you can't do anything about it. Right. And I think for some of us, you know, we can look upon this, this young mother that, that is going through all this transition and we can see, you know, her fear is holding her back from seeing, uh, how we could do things in a much better way for her. Right. We can see that, can't we? But we don't see that in ourselves. So I'm going to give you four questions that if you really sit with this, if you really sit with this and you know, there's no particular time frame, but just sit with it and let it kind of resonate with you a little bit. It might help you identify some of those uh, subtle snakes. Okay. So the first question is just, what do you want? I'll be honest, 90% of people really don't know what they want. They really don't know what they want. They say they do, but they don't know what they want. So you really have to think about what is it that you want. And you can think about one thing or you can think about, you know, several different areas of your life, you know, totally up to you. Just dream, you know, what do you want? And then the second question is, um, what do the people in your life say about that? So if you're married, what does your spouse say? Um, if, if you, you know, have a close friend circle, what do your friends say? Um, what do the important people in your life say about that thing that you want? Are they helping you? Are they encouraging you? Are they discouraging you? Um, are they, are they trying to help, but not by encouraging you by discouraging you, you know, cause that's a thing too, you know, like my mom, she, she, you know, was trying to discourage me to, in order to help me. And the third, third question is what does culture or society say about the thing that you want? So for example, culture, culture is just, this is the way we do things. Okay. So culture can be your familial culture or culture can be your, um, you know, your, your nationality, uh, your, your neighborhood, however you want to look at it. What does culture and society say about the thing that, that you want? And then the last question, uh, do you really want it? So sometimes we can say, I want this thing and we can do the, the questions of what does, you know, my most important people say, what does society say? And then we can get down to it and realize, you know what? I don't really want this, or maybe I want something different than that. You know, you'll have some clarity come up or, or maybe it's, um, yeah, I don't want that, but I want this. Right. And ask yourself after that, okay, if you really want it, what, do you need to do to go after it? 
So I'm, I'm proud to say that, you know, my, my friend who wants to go back to school for accounting, she's actually decided she is going to take it. She's going to take some classes online. Uh, she's going to do about an hour a day and see how that works. Um, my other friend who's working on health stuff, he has realized um, that he is going to be the uh, person who now makes the meals. He just said it's going to be a whole lot easier. I'll show my wife. She can have what she wants. My kids can have what they want and I can have what I want. So he's taking that on himself. Uh, and then my, my other friend who, uh, you know, is, is making all of these changes, she has at least admitted to talking to somebody. She said, I will talk to somebody about um, what, what it could do for my kids if I were to divorce. So that's a huge first step, right? So what do you want? What do the people in your life say about it? What does culture and society say about it? Do you really want it? And what small thing can you do to make that happen? Okay. You do not have to listen to all of those subtle snakes that kind of come to, to steal your joy away. Okay. If you want it, you can have it. You just have to understand that that snake is not coming to tell you that you're wrong. It's actually coming to say, Hey, guess what? You got a great opportunity here. Okay. Awesome. So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.